From the Mercy One Studio. Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Join Father Fabian Moncada every Tuesday at 9 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Also tune in Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for Be Not Afraid in Spanish. Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists and Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction Services. Good morning. Welcome to Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 94.5 FM. Be not afraid this morning, Father PJ. Good morning, Father. And Father Fabian, with you, my dear brothers and sisters, I invited you to begin in the name of the Father, and in the Son, and in the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, who founded all the commands of your sacred law upon love of you and for our neighbor, grant that by keeping your precepts, we may marry to attain eternal life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. And the Father, and in the Son, and in the Holy Spirit, let Amen. us proceed. So we have a very interesting week, Father. We do. Uh, so we have uh, one of the remarkable saints in this week, especially for us as a priest, and also for the people of God, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, look at him as a miracle person, as a providential sign of God's love, but at the same time, and a suffering experience. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Padre Pio. Mm-hmm. What is your first thoughts when we mention Padre Pio? So when I was about 14, I might have only been 13, um, we went down to Melrose, Iowa, and Georgetown, which is where my mom's family's from. Just uh, It was like a family reunion, you know, weekend back, back home. And, um, and we were able that they happened that weekend, uh, in the parish to have Padre Pio's glove. Oh, wow. And that was my first real encounter with Padre Pio. Um, and, uh, and I developed a sort of a, a relationship with him from that day on. Um, I am 100% certain he is a large, uh, a large part of the reason that I wound up as a priest and, and every time I go into the confessional now, I, I, I say a little prayer to Padre Pio that I can be as good to to my penitence as he was to his. And uh, it's no doubt about it that for us as a priest, he's a certainly inspirational, inspirational priest, very devoted man to the Blessed Virgin Mary and encouragingly priest to the people of God to join the Holy Eucharist as well. But uh was an easy life from Father Pio. was an easy life. It was an extraordinarily hard life. And in Important ways, I think what makes Padre Pio such an attractive character uh, to so many people is that his life reads much like the life of a desert father or a medieval mystic, except this is all happening in the 20th century. Correct. With all kinds of, of references and records and other people there to see what's going on. Um, uh, but because he lived in the 20th century and not in the 12th century or the 4th century, he had the kind of hard life that could only be had by a person in the 20th century conscripted into war, uh, being forced into, into military service uh, as an impediment to his own vocation. Um, and then, and then um, greatly afflicted by the changes in the church and by um, the, the whims of superiors and, 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 and all the difficulty that attended just being a religious and a priest in the 20th century. So, Padre Pio, Giards of Slender and Accusations, 1919-1931. This was a very upsetting and painful time in Padre Pio's life. In 1919, 
as a result of several news articles writing about his stigmata, people flocked to the convent and of San Giovanni Rotondo. These devoted people came prim primarily to hear the, his mass and to go to confession. It's very interesting. Uh, some ways, it's an, uh, an, some superstition, if I use mm -hmm. the word, that moving our faith versus Dana really looking for the testimony of love from mm -hmm. our Savior and Redeemer with this kind of manifestation. First of all, to talking about stigmata, the first one is our Savior and Redeemer, our Lord Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, following by San Francis of Assisi. And the third remarkable uh, personality to gave this painful experience was Padre Pio. Mm -hmm. Right. So Padre Pio is really notable in church history as being the only... Um, Uh, the, the only priest, the first priest, there are some people running around now, jury's kind of still out, but the first priest who bore the stigmata. And, and part of the reason for that, right, is that um, the stigmata obviously is a, is a charismatic gift. It's a particular gift of the Holy Spirit for particular persons, which is really distinct from the sacrament of orders, right? There's an objectivity okay. to holy orders which attaches to we who are priests and to the deacons and the bishops. Um, but uh, but the charismatic gifts, gifts of healing or gifts of prophecy or gifts of interpretation or physical manifestations like the stigmata or levitation or something like that, those are, the, the, those are very particular to the person. And so that they would come together in this one man this way is, 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 is really unique. You know, in, uh, in um, San Giovanni Rotondo, uh, they'll refer to Padre Pio as a second St. Francis. And they see the manifestation of the stigmata in his life as really paralleling the, the manifestation of the stigmata in the life of, of St. Francis. Last week, we celebrated the feast of the, the receiving of the stigmata by St. Francis. Um, and, you know, when this happened, it really threw people for a loop. And the stigmata, St. Francis's stigmata, as described, is different than what Padre Pio manifested or other people in that you could actually see the nails sticking out. He appeared to bear, like, metal bits in his body as he, as he wow. walked around. The point here, though, is is not sort of tr uh, trying to create some sort of um, historical reconfig of the of, of the crucifixion, as to recognize that the external manifestation of Christ's suffering reflects the internal experience of the holy person, of the person who lives in union and love with uh, Christ, and that and that they live it so completely on the inside, it simply sort of can't help but show on the outside. Also, to help us to understand our woundedness, our woundedness, we are a hurting people by the scene. And uh, in some ways, we are uh, missing that part in this occasion. So remember that we are in Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. Be not afraid. Thank you, Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio and Be Not Afraid. Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction is a licensed, accredited, and experienced farm brokerage and auction company. Learn more at DreamDirt.com, including their online auction house, FarmBid, at bid.dreamdirt.com. Dream Dirt Farm and Equipment Auction Services, Farm Auctions, done right. Thank you to Bozen the Floors for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio, Dowling Catholic Football, and Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. What better way to send a message to a friend or a loved one than a beautiful bouquet of fresh-cut flowers? Hey, this is Tom Bozen from Bozen the Floors. Our family business has been helping Central Iowans send messages locally and around the world for almost 100 years. Whatever the occasion, whatever the message, we can help you say more with Bozen. That's 244-ROSE, 244-767. 7673 or visit us at bosen.com. 
Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmentInternational.org. That's BlessmentInternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at bigredq des Moines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. Welcome back to Iowa Catholic Radio. Uh, Father PJ, Father Fabian, be not afraid talking about Padre Pio. So if we are uh, describing these uh, remarkable signs, external signs as you described, but also the invitation to look in more deeply in our interior spiritual life, what is that relationship about this interiorly pain? Mm-hmm. Because we can describe that mm-hmm. in terms of the obedience from Father Pio as well. Because it's not easy, the obedience for the priest, by the way, Father. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Especially in times like these. You know, I think that the first and most important bit here, right, is that uh, that word obedience that we use so often, uh-huh. it's, it's, its root, right, is in Latin, and it's ab audire. Audire is like audio. It means to listen hard oh, or to okay. listen up. And so what I often tell people in the confessional when they're struggling with obedience is, you know, when you're a kid and your parents say, you can't do something, or you got to be home by midnight or something like mm-hmm. that. What the kid hears is, I don't trust you. And so you have to be home by such and such time. But what the parents really saying is, I love you and I care about you and I want you to be safe. Even if you don't agree with the time that they set, I love you and I care about you and I want you to be safe is a lot easier to hear than I don't trust you. Wow. And I think that's especially important in a, in, in a time like now when people are struggling so much with obedience to civil officials and to religious officials, uh, to the bishops who've, at, who've imposed all these restrictions concerning the mass and how we celebrate the sacraments and all the rest. There's a, a, a presumption on the part of many who are frustrated that the bishops are just afraid or that they only care about physical life or that they, they don't trust in the sacraments. And um, I, I don't think that's a fair judgment to make. I, I've never heard Bishop Johnson or any bishop say, I think physical health is more important than spiritual health. And I think to presume that against him is probably a sin. Um, I think the difficulty is that what the bishop is really saying is, I love you and I care about you and I want you to be safe. Absolutely. And you might say, 
that's paternalistic. And the answer is, of course it is. That's why you call him father. Shipper. That's why you call us father, even if we're younger than your kids. So, so, so there's, you know, when you're charged with making judgments on behalf of tens of thousands of people, you have to make the most restrictive, or in this sense, the most conservative of, uh, of judgments. This isn't to defend any particular judgment. I don't want you to hear that. And I certainly struggle with some of this too. But the, but the reason it's important is because someone like Paja Pio shows us what real obedience looks like. There were all kinds of false claims made against him by people that he was uh, faking the stigmata by using carbolic acid. The carbolic acid had actually been prescribed by a doctor as a way to get over the wound. So it was meant to treat them, not to create them. Um, uh, and later there were intimations of financial impropriety when he was building the hospital. There was a suggestion, not that he was involved with women, but that he was sort of manipulating the people that were his spiritual children. Um, and, and it was all not true. Um, but the, the superiors had to take the accusation seriously and they had to create the, the, they had to do what was safest for all the people, which meant radically restricting, restricting Pajapio's ministry, his movements, his appearances outside the convent, all those kinds of things. And as far as we can tell, he never complained. He didn't like, he didn't quietly, go, he, he quietly bore the suffering. He would talk about it, of course, with a spiritual director and with some of the brothers in the house that he was close uh-huh. with, but he didn't try and lodge some kind of counter campaign. To make any scandal, he didn't, something like that. He didn't try and sue the bishop or sue the superior, the friend, the Capuchins. That just wasn't, that just wasn't the way that, that he dealt with it. And of course, in the end, he was vindicated. But it took a very, very, very long time for that to take place. And there was a great deal of suffering that happened in the meantime. And at the same time, during the life of Padre Pio, wasn't a remarkable, marvelous experience about the sacrament of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. How he was living entirely the, the, the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ and at the same time the compassion from our Lord Jesus Christ to listen to people carefully. And it's a very enjoyable experience for us as a priest. You know? One of my favorite stories about Padre Pio is that uh, Graham Greene, the English author who wrote The Power and the Glory and The Quiet American and, and uh-huh. those, uh, came to visit him. And, um, and it was a big kind of pain to see him. It was during one of the times that he was somewhat restricted. So you had to go climb the mountain at four in the morning or something. It was a big, big mess. And the deal was he'd say mass, and then as soon as mass would end, people would queue up for the confession line. And they'd queue up for blocks, right? He'd hear confessions 10, 12, 15 hours a day. Wow. So, so, so Green, though, doesn't get in line because he's not going to go to confession. And one of the young brothers comes up and says, Mr. Green, Padre Pio would like to see you. And, <laughs> and, and Green says, um, thank the father and ask him to pray for me. And the, the young brother's confused, and he says, Mr. Green, you don't understand uh, – Padre Pio doesn't ask to see people. People ask to see Padre Pio. And, and Green says, oh, I understand. And now that I've seen him celebrate Mass, I know that he's a saint. But I'm not ready to meet a saint yet. Oh, man. And so thank him and ask him to pray for me. So then Green goes home and do- doesn't see him. The day that Graham Green dies, um, they, they, they call for the priest at the last minute. He's in an irregular marriage is the problem. Uh-huh. Um, and they, 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 they send for a priest, and the parish priest doesn't get there in time. He gets there just after the, the author has died. Oh. But the housekeeper says, oh, that's okay. There was a priest who was already here. And when she describes the priest, it was Padre Pio. Oh, my gosh. So it's stories like that that have really buoyed this reputation up. And that, and that I, you know, certainly as a priest, I don't, I don't think I'm like apparating into somebody's deathbed or something. But, um, but, but, but trusting in God's mercy right to the very end, that things move by fits and starts, often not 
like wholesale conversions right in the moment. And that, and, and that ultimately the sacraments are the, the ordinary means by which we're moved to repentance and grace and, and reconciliation. But at the same time, it's a, it's a highly invitation that uh, we don't need to wait until the last moment Minute, to ask right. him for the divine mercy. Oh, God is merciful. I can continue my selfishness not life and wasting the time to convey my life to the grace of God. And also, the confession is another moment for the spiritual direction that was very common for Father Pio as right. well. Remember that we are in a don't be not afraid with Father PJ and Father Fabian, Iowa Catholic Radio. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Storm Alert Weather is provided by Divine Treasures. Divine Treasures is a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community for over 25 years. Their mission is to help Catholics know, love, and keep their faith in our Lord Jesus Christ and His Church. Divine Treasures is where you can find great Catholic books, beautiful Bibles, rosaries, jewelry, statues, and religious gifts for those memorable events in your life. Divine Treasures, 5701 Hickman Road, Des Moines, 515-255-5230. Thank you to Divine Treasures for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics. Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you. Online at mercydesmoines.org. Partial support for Catholic Women Now comes from injury attorney Fred Haas. When Iowans have been injured through no fault of their own, in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, harmed in a work-related injury, or suffered injury due to negligence of others, Fred Haas has been on their side to help recover from financial, physical, and emotional loss. Fred, double D, Haas, double A. Online at fredhaas.com. The Des Moines Law Offices of Fred Haas. While we have time, let us do good. Welcome back to Be Not Afraid, Iowa Catholic Radio. So this coming Sunday, we have found a beautiful piece from the gospel from Matthew chapter 21, verses 28 to 32. In connection with the saint of Padre Pio, is a remarkable shepherd of souls mm-hmm. and a very encouragingly for us as a priest to follow the, his steps. So, Father, could you please enlighten us with the gospel? From the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in, her, he said in reply, I will not, but afterwards changed his mind and went. The man said to another son, to the other son, and gave him the same order, and he said in reply, Yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did the father's will? They answered the first. Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. 
When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to, to you, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. So, what kind of future are you preparing for? Jesus encouraged us to think, to think about the consequences of our choices, especially the choices and decisions that will count not just for now, but for eternity as well. The choices we make now will affect and shape our future, both our future on earth as well as in the life of the age to come. C.S. Lewis says something like, every man, woman, and child you see as you walk down the street is destined to spend eternity with the angels and saints in heaven or the devils in hell. Then he, <laughs> then he pauses and says, choose your friends wisely. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, I think that the, the move here, right, is uh, I, I love this parable especially because it's, in some ways, it's even more human than some of the rest. Every one of us knows what it's like to say something, regret it, and then go back and do what we were supposed to, even without maybe correcting ourselves from what we had said. If may I make an parenthesis, in some ways, some people who visit Padre Pio for confession, mm -hmm. I mean, later on, said, this was a little bit rude at the beginning, mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. a little bit strict. Yeah, it was very hard. A little bit hard words. So, and sometimes we are in need of it. You know, one of the things I... Uh, I don't want to say I admire most, but I take great consolation in from Padre Pio is that it's very clear that because of the hardness of his life, um, he struggled a great deal with anger. Like that, like wrath was a, a sin that was hard for him to overcome and that, and that he, he, at times it was hard for him to know, which is good news for you and me as we hear confessions, sort of <laughs> when to press and when to be gentle. And it's and you don't always get it right. And, 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 and there's no need because he's been canonized as a saint to presume that every single confession Padre Pio ever heard, he got 100 percent right. That's that's clearly not true. I love there's an Italian m movie that they made of his life. And there's this terrific scene where he, he's called out to bless a house or something. And um, and one of the guys there swears. And the way he swears you, takes the virgin somehow blasphemously because that's the way swearing works in Italian. And Pio gets so mad, he literally kicks him in the butt. Oh. <laughs> like he, and he like runs around the barnyard kicking the guy in the butt, which is a real story. That really happened. Um, but it, it's that kind of human, right? Um, now, there is the famous story, right, that when Archbishop Lefebvre uh, goes to visit Padre Pio, that, that Pio, who, of course, had a, a great gift of f foresight, um, scolded him, said, if you keep on the path that you're on, you'll do great harm to the church. And... Um, And, uh, of course, Lefebvre didn't listen, um, and it did do great harm for the church. It caused a great schism. And so, um, and this is from Padre Pio, who, though he died in 1968, never celebrated the, the, the Mass with the Reforms. He always celebrated the Old Rite. So it wasn't about the Mass. It wasn't about the liturgy. It was about obedience. Obedience. And, yeah. um, and, and that's, where, that's where Archbishop Lefebvre ultimately failed. So, um, So I, I think, you know, the lesson for us here is sometimes we're going to lose our temper. Sometimes we're not going to get this exactly right. But coming back to fix our own mistakes, being willing to be corrected, being willing um, to, 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 to make up for what's gone wrong, that's what's really most important. So in the theology perspective, so we have actions with consequences. Mm -hmm. We have moral actions with moral consequences, consequences. as well. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we miss that in our daily life. Mm -hmm. Especially in the sacrament of reconciliation, we need to <laughs> help the people to remember 
our moral responsibility about our actions as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. I think a place where a lot of people encounter this very much every day um, is in speech. Um, you know, the, 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 the amount of times that we lie throughout the day, they are often not real serious lies or don't seem to be from the outside, but it, but it, it harms our overall relationship with the truth so that then if we become accustomed to lots of little white lies as, as, as days go on to make people not feel bad or to avoid conflicts or bad consequences or whatever, then when something serious comes up and we really do need to stand up and tell the truth, we no, we no longer have the moral fortitude to do it. We're not brave enough to be able to do it anymore because we've gotten too used to the lie. And unfortunately, uh, it's not easy that somebody different than us remind us that we are a senior people. <laughs> and it's uh, very remarkable when the sacrament of reconciliation, the people obviously uh, assuming the responsibility about the bad actions, may I say that, at the same time need to assume it in the same manner that encouragedly advise to moving forward mm-hmm. for the conversion of life. And then, and Padre Pio reminds us also our duties and responsibility as a priest as well to say the truth, even though if for people probably did not accept well. Right. So, Father, uh, we are approaching our ending program for this day. Could you please give us your blessing? May the passion of the Lord Jesus and the merits and prayers of the Blessed Virgin, St. Joseph, St. Pio, and all the saints. Grant whatever good you do or suffering you endure, heal you all your sins, help you grow in holiness, and to bring you to everlasting life, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Be not afraid. Iowa Catholic Radio. Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Join Father Fabian Moncada every Tuesday at 9 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Also tune in Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for Be Not Afraid in Spanish. Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists and Dream Dirt, Farm Real Estate and Auction Services.